I want you to imagine a world where you have great customers who are also club members who visit often and spend lots of money each time they visit. I'm talking about customer advocates who love you and your restaurant. People who tell all their friends about you and your restaurant. And these customer advocates bring new people with them each time they visit. And they buy lots of gift certificates to give to their friends and associates. Do you get the idea? Can you see the picture? Okay, now on the other hand, I want you to imagine that you have a team of full-time employees and managers who are self-motivated. And these people believe in you and the mission and the brand. And... I also want you to imagine these people show up early for work and do their 100% best to move the ball forward each and every day. And these team members stay with you and your company for years and years instead of days, weeks, and months. And here's the best part. These people, your employees and managers, go out and tell the world that you are a great person to work for. And they also recruit everyone they know to come and join the team. Doesn't this sound terrific? I think so too. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the Food Guru, here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to teach restaurant owners, managers, and chefs just like you to focus on eight basic fundamentals that lead to a better life and financial freedom. Today, I'm going to share some insights with you that just might change your life and your personal mission. And that is that your customers and your employees are the same person. You must treat them both the same way with each and every interaction you have with them. Can you see it? The difference between your customers and your employees is this. You pick your employees and you pay them to show up and do the work for you. You pay them to help you build your business. And you also give them the opportunity to build their personal brand and acquire the knowledge and skills they need to navigate the world. The similarities between customers and employees is they can both quit at any time they want. And you can also fire either one of them anytime you want. They can both help you build wealth and get rich. But who's more important, the customer or the employee? Well, the simple answer is we need them both. But we just don't need or want any old customers or employees, do we? No, we need the right customers and the right employees. And your customers need a great restaurant to eat at, and your employees need a great place to work. And this is a two-way street, so let's take a look. In my audiobook, Six Sales Pillars, I talk about five steps to get the customer to say yes in every transaction. These five steps are look like a pro, not a freak show. Qualify the buyer, build rapport, guide and suggest, inform and educate. And if you do all five of these things, you will get the sale. And if you want anybody to buy what you're selling, we need to go through each of these five steps for every person we interact with, no matter if they're a customer or an employee. I bet you never looked at it like that before, did you? And if we miss any of these five steps, we will not make the sale or convince the other person to do the thing, to buy the thing or take the action we want them to take. And when we do go through each of these five steps, our chance of success grows exponentially. There are five steps to yes in every sales process, whether it's with a customer or an employee. Good waiters and salespeople and managers go through all five of these steps when they're trying to make a sale. See, they understand that this is about building trust and credibility. 
and we build trust and credibility one step at a time. We do this by being likable, professional, and smart. When we hit every one of these steps, we increase our ability to sell. If we miss any of these steps, we hurt our chances of making the sale. And when we miss a sale and we don't convince the other person, we have to go all the way back to the beginning and start over at step number one. So here are the five steps again. Look like a pro, not a freak show. Qualify the buyer. Build rapport and trust. Guide and suggest. Inform and educate. And if we do all five, we'll get the sale. Let's take them one at a time. Look like a pro, not a freak show. Sorry, this is a bigger deal than most of you want to believe. In America, we do judge a book by its cover, don't we? And if you don't believe that, you're naive. I'm not saying it's right or that I agree with it. I'm just saying it's the way the world works. When one person meets another person, they automatically put them into one of three categories. Yes, no, or maybe, depending on the subject, proposition, circumstances, or timing. This works for dating, hiring an employee, or picking an NFL draft choice, and selecting who we're going to invest our money with. Our customers are doing the same thing with you, and so are your employees and managers. It's called human nature. It's the way we're wired. In the old days, piercings and tattoos were taboo in the restaurant business. Today, they're commonplace, so I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, but I'm also not going to body shame anybody. It's not about having movie star good looks and a body of a supermodel. It's not about the color of your skin or where you're born. It's about looking and acting the part. It's about being believable in the role, about being a decent human being and treating people with respect. My point is, when you show up for work or any event for that matter, don't look like the thing the cat dragged in. I mean, seriously, get some sleep, take a shower, brush your teeth, put on clean clothes, iron your shirt and maybe your pants. Wear a crisp apron. Shine your shoes or at least clean them. Straighten your gig line. Stand up straight. Have a positive attitude. Don't slouch or lean on the table. Don't lean on the chairs in the booths or use the wall to prop yourself up. You're a professional restaurant person who's here to serve. Your restaurant is a stage and this is a play. You are an actor in the play. Play your part. Play your role. Follow the script. Know your lines. Know your product. Sound smart. Don't be a dipshit. Okay, the second step is qualify the customer. Now, this one's a little tricky in a restaurant, but it's still relevant. And I'm going to use a home purchase to illustrate my point. If you're selling a million-dollar house, it's important to pre-qualify the customer. Make sure they can afford the price tag or the monthly payment. And smart real estate agents only work with qualified buyers. So when somebody sits down in a restaurant, we assume they're pre-qualified and they can afford our goods and services. Price is important to many people, but it's not the only consideration. It would be very silly to try to sell a bottle of Dom Perignon to a 16-year-old couple on their first date. It's a similar thing with your employees. If you're trying to build a team of full-time professionals, well then stop hiring part-time students to fill the gaps. Yeah, I know you're desperate, but you need to stick to your guns. I hope you get the idea. Okay, the second thing you got to do 
is build rapport, credibility, and trust. We must build rapport with other people. Rapport is about building a harmonious relationship and environment. This is done by making the other person believe that we genuinely care about them. A waiter builds credibility by acting professional and knowing the products. The manager builds credibility by treating people fairly and following through on commitments and doing what they say they will. And good employees do the same thing. I look at it like this. Credibility stacked upon credibility starts to add up to trust. When you build trust and rapport, it becomes much easier to work together and get along. Trust and rapport allow the other person to relax and let down their guard because they know you're going to treat them right and take care of them. When a person trusts you, they will follow your recommendations and buy what you're selling. But if the person doesn't trust you, they will not listen to your suggestions or buy anything you have to sell. And this goes for food and drink quality. If the customer doesn't like their salad and entree, it'll be very difficult to get them to buy dessert. It's the same thing with your managers and employees. They'll see right through you and they're going to know you're full of hot air and horse feathers. If you can't build trust, rapport, and credibility with a customer and your employees, they're not going to come back. You have to do it with your people or they're going to leave you in a heartbeat. The next thing is to inform and educate. This is when we listen to the other person and answer their questions. We educate them and teach them about our products and our business. When somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer, or you give them a bad answer, or you bullshit them, you lose credibility. They don't trust you. And we don't buy from people we don't trust. Or we don't work for people or employ people we don't trust. This is a crucial step. Without the ability to inform and educate, you will be unable to sell or build a winning team. Okay, next up is guide and suggest. This is a little different. This is about helping the customer choose between the Chardonnay and the Sauvignon Blanc or the salmon and the sea bass. This is about helping to tailor make the perfect experience for each guest and each table. We inform them as to why this menu item would be the perfect choice for them. Now, with our employees, it's about helping them see why working for you is a good career decision in both the short and the long run. What do they get out of it? Why would anybody want to work for you? I love that one. Now, assume the sale. Now, pay attention to this because this might be a big aha moment for most of your people and maybe even you. Mentally take the money out of the equation. Imagine that everything is free. Imagine your best friend came in for dinner. What would you tell them to order? Now imagine it's your grandmother or your grandfather. Or that the most important person you know is sitting in your dining room. What would you recommend that they do or order or try or have? The interesting part is that in each of these situations, you would have a different recommendation based on who they are, not what you want. Now think about it like this. Of course they want it. Of course they want a second drink. Of course they want to share an appetizer. Of course they want that sinful chocolate dessert and that after dinner quavassier. Mentally remove the price tag. Take away the calories. Of course they want it. Your job is to help them validate their choice. Speak to their heart. 
Help them find ways to justify it rationally. Tell the four top, all our desserts come with four forks or four spoons. Tell them the table's going to get the calories and sharing is fun. It's the same thing with your people. Imagine that your employees are your kids. How would you treat them? What would you do for them? What would your expectations be of them? Would you do your best to coach them? Or would you just kick them to the curb the first time they screwed up? Do you see the difference? When we look at our people from a paternal or maternal point of view, and we truly want to help them succeed and win, it changes the entire equation. Okay, then, after we've done all that, we've earned the right to ask for and get the sale. The goal is to get the customer and the employee to say yes. If you can't get them to say yes, it's usually because you missed one of the steps above. And when this happens, you must go all the way back to the beginning and start over from step one. Requalify the buyer. Maybe you're trying to sell to the wrong person. And then reestablish rapport and trust. Make sure they know you care about them. Then inform and educate and guide and suggest. Make sure they understand where you're coming from and that you completely understand where they're coming from, that you understand their needs and desires. It will completely change the game. In conclusion, here's the big takeaway. We buy from people we like and trust. When all things are created equal, we buy from people we like. Even when things are not equal, we still buy from people we like. So, be likable, make friends, be nice, be smart, be a pro. This week, your homework assignment is to use the five steps to winning the sale. Look like a pro, not a freak show. Qualify the buyer, build rapport, guide and suggest, inform and educate them. And then you should be ready to get them to say the magic words. Yes. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager who joins us has the information they need to earn a 10% profit, create financial freedom, and live the life of their dreams. If you really want to take action and move your restaurant to the next level, here's my simple plan. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. This weekly pep talk will keep you on your toes and give you information and inspiration to keep moving forward. Number two, buy my book. I've written a book called Restauranting 101. It focuses on eight basic fundamentals. It has the power to change your life, and it's available on Amazon. Search Peter Harmon Restauranting 101 and buy it today. Then, after that, you can come to foodguru.com and sign up for a one-on-one -on -one strategy session. As a restaurant owner, you need someone to talk to, someone who understands your struggles and can help you build a strategic plan. We all need a coach to hold us accountable for our actions and results. This is not a webinar or a large group event. I'm not going to pass you off to an assistant. This is just you and me working together to solve your problems. Thanks for listening. Now go to Amazon and buy that book.